welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. So welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I'm here with my team. Um, We have everybody today except for Katie, who's at a doctor's appointment. So glad to all be back together. And uh, we thought that we would do a spiritual exercise together today. And this is sort of like a a practice of presence. Um, And I'm also going to do a little bit of Lectio Divina, where I'm going to read something through. And so if you're listening along um, with the team here, you can just sit back and relax, you know, make it really simple. Um, You don't need candles or incense or music. Um, So you just need to show up right now and um, just breathe in and out and relax into your seat. Or if you're out for a walk, you just relax and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Notice the texture of the temperature of the air as you breathe in and out. Breathe in enough oxygen to feel movement in your body, in your chest, in your belly. And when you breathe out, allow each exhale to be deeper and just feel the energy move and shift through your body as the cells oxygenate. And just awaken your senses Be present to yourself, to your surroundings. And then just take one more deep breath in and deep breath out. And I'm gonna read um, through uh, once or twice this um, prayer that I love by Thomas Merton. Um, So it says, my Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me, and I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself, and the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I actually am doing so, but I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you, and I hope I have the desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire, and I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost in the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are ever with me and you will never leave my face, me to face my perils alone. So just take another deep breath in and deep breath out. And I'm just gonna read through that one more time. And I want you to listen to a word or a phrase that jumps out at you. And how, how is this prayer speaking to you today? says, my Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me and I cannot know for sure or for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I actually am doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. And then I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. 
And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are with me forever, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. And so I love that prayer. And the reason I read it twice is that there's this deep value and repetition of a prayer, um, you know, especially something that sounds different or feels really rich. And so I was just curious, um, you know, how that landed on all of you guys. You know, what, what does this prayer offer you today? Lindsay? Um, I actually really spoke to me. And you guys know, I've said this before, I'm not like, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not a super religious person. And I don't actually have like a finger on what exactly I believe in. But the part where it says, I believe the desire to please you pleases you kind of is like my motto. Like I, I don't maybe like pray or go to church to a specific God, but I believe that I'm a good person and I don't have any hate and I have, you know, like a bleeding heart for certain things. And I try to be kind and I feel like for whatever in the universe, like I'm a good person. And that is like what I kind of hold on to in terms of like making it to heaven or whatnot. And I kind of believe that that is it, you know, that's, that kind of grounds me to whatever, you know, spirituality I I'm in. I don't know what it is, but it really spoke to me because it kind of make, you know, makes you imperfect. You don't have to please, you know, you don't have to be perfect to, you know, please whatever it is that created us. So mm, I love that. I love that. So that's something that you can see yourself, you know, tucking in and taking with you today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I kind of have the same thoughts with Lindsay on, you know, I, I always, whatever I do, I try to do the right thing in my, in my eyes, the right thing or be good. And that I have that faith that whatever I'm doing is leading me to the next step. And I don't know where, you know, where it says I'm lost, you know, I don't know where I will, you know, end up, but I feel like whatever paths that I'm taking are leading me to where that end may be. And one, one of the reasons we're doing this exercise and that you two had this commonality there is that there's something powerful about naming your experience with something like this in community together. Um, because don't you feel connected to Lindsay now because you had sort of this similar experience. Anybody else wanna share what they, how it landed on them today or any noticings? Oh, I just wanted to say, I really liked the prayer. Um, and what I liked about it was the, the trusting in the unknown. Because so many things are outside of our control. And especially these days, it's hard to predict what's happening next. And just to find peace in knowing that your intentions are good to what Lindsay said. Um, and still, you know, moving forward with that belief that you know, if you have that goodness in your heart, everything will work out. And that that is, you're moving towards the right goal, even if um, things are not known right now. We don't see the plan. We don't know where we're going. Um, but as long as we're kind of guided by our moral compass, 
we're on track. That's great. I love that. Ariane? I agree with what everyone has said. Um, I feel like it, um, the, what stood out to me the most is, um, is that if you do this, that you'll always be led in the right road, in the right direction. So trusting that, you know, that you are being the best person that you can be and that, you know, that's really all you can do. You can't, you know, you can only control yourself. You can't control anybody else. So um, just knowing that you're doing everything that stands for who you want to be, um, not, you know, not sacrificing your values, I guess. And how would you say that this resonates with you now more than ever? Because I think one of the takeaways from the pandemic is that we're not in complete control of our lives. Would you agree with that? Completely. <laughs> As I said, I, I feel like I'm just trying to be positive and be in the moment and enjoy things now. Because as I said, I mean, at any moment, it all can change because we can get that phone call, mm -hmm. um, you know, that you or one of your family members is in quarantine or to Lindsay's point, you know, something can happen with one of your own kids and, and you just don't know where we're going to be and you have to be flexible. Yeah, I feel like we have so little already as far as mobility and getting out and the idea, you know, we were talking a little bit before we went on air about being in quarantine or getting, you know, one of your kids might have a fever and everybody thinks it's COVID and you, you completely shut down. And I feel like we're already shut down so much that that added layer to it just is almost terrifying um, to me. You know, I keep thinking about that in the back of my head. Do I have enough food in the house? And, you know, sort of that scarcity mentality. Um, I feel so like it makes you become a hoarder almost because God forbid you're in, in quarantine and you only have two eggs and no milk left. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, we're, we're, we're on call all the time thinking, you know, we're, we're one of the kids exposed and um, how are you guys feeling about like this prayer has given me a lot of comfort and I've actually, you know, with clients have been recommending that they read this prayer every morning for, um, for Lent, you know, and the invitation is there for, for any of you to do the same, to just read through this, to find comfort, because, um, well, I was thinking a couple of things. I was thinking about my kids were at a place where, you know, we're at a year mark. We've been locked down for a long time. There's so many restrictions on what we can do. I know Blair mentioned that she's been able to go to some games again, but like my son's running this weekend and there, you know, no spectators. So he's going to go off for this big race you know, his junior year's first winter track race of the season, and I can't go. And my sister-in-law yesterday was talking about her son is a starting soccer player for Penn State, and he's only a sophomore. She's so proud of him, so excited, and he played at Rutgers. Penn State played Rutgers on Sunday, and I think he, like, I don't know, it was their, they won their first game, and she had to watch it on live stream. You know, how frustrating for a mom, you know, you, you take the kids to practice for years and years and years and, and support them in that way. And then he hits the big leagues and she can't even go. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, what are, what are you saying to your kids these days? I know my kids have been like, I've been like, oh, my kids are good. My kids are good. And I think lately because of the weather and we've had snowstorm after snowstorm, I'm, my kids feel, and I do too, like they just need a little excitement in their lives. They want to do things. How are you guys handling that? Jennifer? 
So um, actually, I, in January, took two of my children down to the Dominican Republic for a week, a little over a week. Um, it was my second daughter's 21st birthday. And she's, she's the one I, you know, think about often because she, she's a junior in college. She's, um, she goes to a local, you know, a, a Drew University, which is close by to home. Um, you know, it's all online. She, you know, can't meet anyone. Her boyfriend had broken up with her. She's the one I was like, okay, we got to do something. So, you know, we did our research and everything. So we were able to go away. And that really, I, that was a blessing. Um, and we were very fortunate to be able to do that. And we took all the precautions, came home, quarantined, got our, you know, COVID test with, within the time we were supposed to on the way back. Um, but we were able to do that. But I, I mean, I think for most people, that is the hardest thing, not being able to travel mm. or, you know, have a change of senior or see your relatives. Um, it, it's so hard, but we, we did manage to take a little escape um, to, to get away. But it's there, you know, they've just made it harder again, too. Now, for if you travel internationally, you now have to have a COVID test within three days of coming back from any place internationally. So, again, they're stepping up the guidelines, which I don't disagree with. Um, but it's just kind of another bummer. You know, it's like one more. OK, we took two steps forward. Now we're going backwards again. Yeah. Well, so we were talking too um, before we went on air about a couple of the girls in the group haven't seen their parents, haven't seen the grandkids for over a year. Um, you know, Lindsay mentioned your mom's traveling. So some of your parents are starting to get vaccinated, which is great because they feel like they can start traveling again. So it does, I feel like there's that little light, <laughs> that little crack of light that's getting in. Lindsay, how do you feel about that? You know, it's been so long. Yeah. So I'm trying to think it's probably been a year. No, I saw my mom last summer, um, under a lot of like restrictions and stuff. Um, and probably, you know, a little dangerous for her to have come out here, but anyway, she's in her early seventies, she got both shots and she booked a trip to come out here in April for her, um, for our spring break technically. Um, and I'm so excited and she's so excited and it's awesome. Um, but the negative to that is my brother lives just across the border in Canada and whenever she comes East Coast, he drives down and she gets to see both families at the same time. And the border's been closed for like a year and a half now. So, or a year. Um, and so he can't come, but that's okay. She's still going to come see us. But um, back to your point, Pam, about like kids and stuff. My, my kids are, thank God the weather's changing because my kids are kind of on the brink of like going insane because my daughter's life is relatively normal but my sons both have like friend groups that are very COVID conscious. And so play dates are kind of like either out of the question or masked or can only be outside and with the snow and the weather. I mean, basically they just come home and hang out with each other every day and we're in such a rut about it and it's awful. And so I can't wait for the weather to change so I can start hosting some play dates outside <laughs> for mm -hmm. them. They're, they're so sick of not seeing friends. And I'm finding that with my teenage kids, the, the not socializing is really starting to, to wear on them. Like I got a text before we got together this morning from my daughter, you know, must have a break at school because 
wait until they get a little older. They text you from school, which is a whole new thing. But she's like, we know I need to do something exciting. Like, can we do something tonight? Like, what can we do? Like we drove into New York city on Saturday and she's taking a photography class and we just parked the car and we walked around and she took pictures and we got in the car and drove, <laughs> drove back, you know, no traffic on into New York, but I mean, just something to, to change things up. Joanne, were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I feel like the same here. Um, I feel like my children's attitudes have maybe gone downhill a little bit. I feel like maybe I haven't been as patient as I once were. Um, and I almost feel like I'm so drained from all of this that I don't even want to do anything exciting. <laughs> is that weird? Like my husband is like, oh, no. let's do something spring break what do you want to do blah 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 you know but then the kids will have to quarantine after and I was like you know what I don't want them to quarantine I don't want to go anywhere where they have to quarantine because they need to be at school um I need them at school they need to be at school I just feel like it's been very draining um and I need to get myself out of that rut too and some days can be so wonderful but other days it's just like I don't even want the excitement because I'm so exhausted from life <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of truth in that um, yeah I, I think I feel a lot similar Joanne to how you are feeling um, I also on top of that have I feel I feel guilty because and I know I shouldn't but because my kids can't really do anything I mean I so I feel guilty for no reason because I can't control it um, I mean maybe a little bit I can um, but then I go back into the whole you know, God, living in the bubble and just, um, I don't know, uh, definitely feel a little disconnected. Um, and if I'm feeling that, they must be feeling that too. I try to talk to them about it, but, um, you know, I figure this is going to be over soon. It's temporary. Um, you know, that's what I keep telling myself, Ariane. It's temporary. Yeah, just like you said, and, and back to the prayer you said this morning, Pam, I feel like that's literally how I live my life is everything you were saying. I tell myself that all the time. Like, okay, you know, I might've yelled at them or done the wrong thing, but you know what? My intentions are good. I'm still showing up, you know? You have to um, do that. Yeah. yeah. So that really hit home when you were reading it. The one thing that I thought was really interesting though, um, and I don't quite remember what you said, but I thought that was interesting was, um, you know, I'm trying my best to follow or to live in your name, but maybe I'm not. Something like that. And that made me wonder, because, you know, everything else you read, yes, yes, yes. Like, that's how I feel. I read a lot of quotes, a lot of, a lot of prayers like that often to remind myself that it's okay. Um, but when you said, maybe I'm not doing what I think I'm doing, that made me wonder. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, let me reread that part. It says, um, and I hope that I have the desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Is that the part that you meant? Uh, it wasn't that it was, it was something about um, you are, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm living through you or I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but maybe I'm not. 
Um, I'll read the first part again. Just this is helpful for anybody else too. It says, my Lord, I have no idea where I am going. And we definitely talked about that because none yeah. of us know where we're going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. Yeah. Self-doubt. And we all have that, you know, we, we all question and, and that's the important piece in this is that we, and I do too, we all question it. You know, I can, I can rally myself and talk, talk myself up, but there are those moments where I dip down, but the beauty in that is that I'm never alone. You know, that God is with me in the midst of, of even this and stretching me and, you know, calling me to grow in new ways and in a new capacity than I, than I ever thought possible for myself. Um, and that I have to continue, even, even when we're at the point in this, you know, a year later, we're like, please, please, you know, let something shift. Cause I keep thinking there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel. And then you turn on the news and there's a new variant or, you know, there's something um, to like take back my comfort or my ease and all of it. Um, but then I have to go back to this. And that's why these practices are so important because if I'm feeling like that, this reminds me of my belovedness. This brings me back to, you know, to whatever I believe in, like Lindsay said, that goodness about myself and wanting to do good, you know, in, in, you know, in my, in my life and with my family. And it brings me back to that. And that's why, you know, I get up in the morning and I read things like this because it shifts my perspective and it sets my tone for the whole day. You know, it, I gain wisdom from it about myself. I think, oh, right, right. Now I remember, um, you know, I have a client that, that was talking about, um, you know, she just likes to keep busy all the time because when she slows down, she then realizes like, oh, you know, here we are. And when I slow down and have those thoughts, I think, oh, what can I do to bring myself back? And, and these practices are something that I lean on. So I hope that it, that, that did that for you guys today by listening to it. Um, you know, and the invitation is to, you know, rep in repetition, you know, a prayer that, you know, that something rich and deep shifts in us. And, um, and hopefully that that was the gift that was offered. It readjusts your perspective. Readjusts your perspective. Joanne, what were you going to say? Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I feel like there's so many reminders and um, things that we need to hear in that prayer for our spiritual practice and for our um, minds to be at ease. So I loved it. It had a lot that I, I love to hear. And, and another reason why this is so important too, I'm glad you said that, is because the places where we used to go for things that nourished us, like the gym or church or hanging out with friends or Lindsay, like when your kids got together for a play date, you got to hang out with the mom and caught up on all the stuff. And, and we're not doing any of those things. Um, or if we are, we're masked up and we're all terrified of each other. <laughs> And we're, we're not, we're not, so we're aching for that. And so this is one of the places I feel like where we can dip into the well and nourish ourselves. So thank you for, for coming together in this capacity today and doing that. And hopefully it'll, it'll help others. 
And I just want to say, I, I completely agree with what you were saying. There's this, there's this desire that everyone, kids and adults have, we, we want to, to feel what we felt before, you know, be able to get together, to, to have excitement, to have things to look forward to. And, and I feel like that's so, it is so frustrating and, and everyone feels that. And I do feel like I'm trying to take a step back and, and see the little things and try to get excited about, you know, just making a fire and sitting around together or, you know, reading a book together or just chatting or having a snuggle. And, um, you know, sometimes we, we don't get the kind of affirmation, the excitement that we had from these old tasks. But I was reading something from my, my daughter's folder today um, that she said, oh, just recycle this. And it was something about, you know, I'm a scientist when, and she wrote, when we go on hikes, I'm always the one that finds the animals hiding. And my mom and I make volcanoes in the kitchen. And I, you know, I've never would have read it. She said, just recycle it. And, um, you know, it's these little things that, you know, even in those small moments when we go for a hike and the child gets so excited that they saw a bat. And of course I think, oh my goodness, we don't want to touch that bat, God forbid. But, um, you know, you want COVID and rabies. <laughs> I know, I know it's terrifying, but it is exciting as long as we keep our distance. And so I feel like, you know, I, you know, I'm dying for a tropical vacation. I'm dying to, you know, finally go to Disney World one day, but yeah. you know, we can still get excited about the small things, the moments we have with our kids. And you know what? That's a great point, Blair, because we're missing those big like woohoo moments, like those wee moments and what your daughter the gift in the, the file that you found was that she reminded you that the gift is in the small moments. And really our life is full of small moments threaded together. And those big moments, those vacations and things are great. And we get to step out of our lives, but our real life is in the building the fire and the volcano and looking for bats. And in my case, with my son, it's snakes, which I love, but... Um, so thank you for that. That's such a great reminder that our life is what it is right now. It is, it is what it is. And, you know, there's no changing that. So to embrace this moment in time, I think that helps me. So I hope that helps you. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.